When you hear songs like that, you know what it is. It's Friday. And that means it's a vodka Red Bull Friday. And it's powered by Scotty's Vodka. Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made. Amazingly smooth. And loved throughout the DMV. I like when Landfill start dancing off these songs. <laughs> even getting it in. Jeff. Join us now. Jeff never looks at me. <laughs> you know, and join us on the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or bet visiting BetQL.com. Well, joining me now is my little bro from brother from another mother, Brian Westbrook. Maryland. He's, he's another Maryland product. We just had Navarro Bowman. We got another guy. DMV's Brian, Brian played for both of the teams that in the NFC Championship game. Played for the Eagles and the Phil and the San Francisco 49ers. What's up, B? How you doing, brother? B, how's everything, man? Exciting weekend, man. Exciting week of football. And so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I, I know where your heart is. I know you play for both teams. And I'm sure you, 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 you do you have any, any of your body saying, you know, pull a little bit for 49ers? None. Zero, zero percent of my body is a full for the 49ers. You know, I, I, listen, I spent about five, six months out there in San Francisco. Most of that, and this was during the season, most of that was a vacation for me. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you know how it is. That last year, you're just trying to get one more year in. Yeah. And I was able to do it out there in San Francisco in the good weather. So it wasn't a bad time. But, of course, my heart is with Philadelphia. What's the big? What's the biggest task this weekend for the Eagles as they go against the 49ers? Well, it, it really is defensively. Not give up the big play. Um, Kyle Shanahan just does a masterful job of game planning, getting guys in space. And when you look at Debo Samuels, you look at you know uh, Christian McCaffrey, you look at some of their playmakers, you put those guys in space, even Elijah Mitchell. I mean, you put those guys in space, and they're home run hitters. Yeah. So for the Eagles, you got to figure out a way to be – uh, consistent in your rush lanes, be consistent in doing your job and not give up the big play. If you can do that, I believe that the Eagles offense can find a way to win. Brian, Miles Sanders, you know, having his first thousand yard rushing season, as somebody that's, you know, former back in the NFL, how much more advantageous is it to play with a quarterback that's as good of a running threat as Jalen is? Oh, it, it's all, it makes all the difference in the world. You know, truthfully, NFL defenses are not set up to stop the quarterback run. No, the number. And when Jalen is, is going to get you 60 to 70 yards a game, now defensive ends, now linebackers have to take a step wider. They have to at least be a, sl- a step slower. And for a speed type of running back like uh, Miles Sanders, that step makes all the difference in the world. That takes a, a, a 12-inch gap to 18-inch gap. And for a running back, that's all the type of space that you need. And so, of course, having a, a quarterback that can run the football, that can get on the edge and pass the ball effectively and efficiently, that makes all the difference in the world. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that has played in part to Miles Sanders' just great season is that he's hungry. It's a contract year for him. He's fighting for that contract. And so anytime you get him in this situation and all those variables play into, you know, it's into his hand, you know, it, it's a good situation. He's done a great job with it. Brian, uh, two things. Uh, the rush, the run defense of the Eagles, if they took a little – I guess like a little dip at one point of the, of the year. They seem to be getting better at it now. Are they back? And, you know, what is it going to take for them to slow down the running game of the 49ers? And also, people still talk about Jalen's uh, shoulder. After he had that 38-7 to game, 
<laughs> against uh, you know, against the Giants. Didn't look like his shoulder bothered me. Then is his shoulder okay? No, I think Jalen's shoulder is fine. I mean, anytime you get a quarterback that's going to run the ball a little bit, you always are concerned about the shoulder. But I think his shoulder is is good enough. And and but you know, at this point in the year, you just have to be good enough. You don't have to be healthy. You just have to be good enough. And I think Jalen is good enough to go out there and, and be able to perform at a, at a high level. Now, when you look at the defense and their ability to stop the run, they, they did go through a dip. And it really coincided with Jordan Davis, their big rookie out of Georgia, getting injured. Um, and then they brought in Limbaugh Joseph. They brought in Indomitian Sue. And so they brought in some boys, some big boys, <laughs> yeah. to be able to try to stop the run. Um, and, and they got a little bit better, you know, with the run. But, but again, their defense in, under Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, has really been all about not giving up the big play. If you don't give up the big play, we'll make teams work, go, you know, eight, ten minutes for a score. We feel offensively that that, that offense can get it done and put up more points than that football team. And so, really, the defense has played uh, into the strengths of the offense. And because of that, you know, they've been able to, 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 to win 14 games in the season. Brian, when you look at this matchup between the offensive line and the defensive line of the Eagles, uh, the Eagles defensive line and the San Francisco 49ers offensive line, that Eagles defensive line was on, you know, history-making pace this year mm-hmm. uh, as far as mm-hmm. getting to the quarterback. Hassan Reddick, their free agent yeah, signing, like came in. Three or four guys in. with double-digit yeah. sacks. And Reddick really, to me, you know, led the charge with that, coming in and leading that team with sacks. This 49ers offensive line, though, anchored by Big Trent Williams, Mitch McGlishney on the other side is an elite tackle. Who do you think, without being a homer, who do you think has the true advantage between the offensive line of the Niners and the D-line of the uh, Eagles? Well, listen, every football game is generally won or lost in the trenches. And when you look at – even when you look at both offensive lines, you're talking about two of the best offensive lines in the league. And so, yeah. uh, you know, when, when I look at San Fran's offensive line, I, I, I give them the advantage because they've been solid. They've, been done, the, they've done a great job of allowing – uh, Brock Purdy to hold on to the football when he needed to, allow him to get the ball out of his hands, being able to be great run blockers. And so <laughs> I get the advantage there. But but this is where I think the Eagles, you know, may have something in store. They have the ability to run, you know, four, six, eight, ten guys out there throughout a game. And throughout a game, that wears you down yeah. as far as the offensive line standpoint. And so because of the numbers that they're going to throw at this offensive line of San Francisco, I, I still think that there are areas where the Eagles – offense excuse me defensive line has an advantage but all over if you talk about fresh on fresh you know starting the game i give the i give the advantage to the san francisco 49ers brian i was telling Linnell earlier i said yeah i'll say brian was my little rook when he came in he said wow he played with you but looking at looking at the game like like right now the things you did so well, you were able to run the ball, you were able to run the pass routes out of the backfield, you can line up in the slot, move around and things, and they're doing that a lot with Christian McCaffrey. And you, mm-hmm. the Eagles do that with different backs. You know, how yeah. important is that for when a running back has that type of ability? Because I know linebackers are smaller today, yeah. but they're still not more athletic than running backs. Well, you, you have an advantage. And so if we went back in the day, everyone played the 4-3, everyone basically had three or four linebackers on the field at the time. And so if you had two running backs in the backfield and you motion a guy out, now it's the running back versus, uh, you know, a linebacker, which I describe as a turd, right? And so they're going to be slow and they're going to be big. But now you're right. You're going to have a, a nickel loin. You're going to have a linebacker that's smaller. But still, you know, when you're talking about one of the best pass running, um, a pass route running 
running backs in the game and Christian McCaffrey, and after he catches the ball, to be able to wiggle and to be able to get down the field, it's just hard to guard that type of thing. And so what the Eagles probably are going to do in those situations is use zone to try to be able to stop them and, and, and then be able to try to make a tackle after he catches the ball. But here's the advantage, right? You have a running back. Again, there's not a bunch of them that can go run routes in the NFL. So the linebackers aren't used to that. They're not used to being able to go check guys that are running routes from the running back position or that can start in the backfield and then run a route. And so it's a little bit different angle, and there's certainly an advantage to the guys that have that ability. Certainly Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys that can do it at a very high level. Brian, when you look at this Eagles defense, James Bradbury and Darius Slay get a lot of the credit uh, on the outside for as to why this group has been able to be what they've done, do what they've done. This linebacker tandem that they have with Kaiser White and TJ Edwards, two of the fastest dudes uh, in the league, you know, at that position, how have they helped this defense? And, and how do you think they match up, like you said, with a George Kittle and with a Christian McCaffrey? Well, listen, it's, it's a tough matchup. When you talk about George yeah. Kittle's size, strength, speed, that's a tough matchup. But again, one of the things that the linebacker core from the Eagles have done very well is tackle. Yeah. They don't miss very many tackles. And if you can hold a guy, you know, to a five-yard game, a catch, and, and you tackle right there, that's a win for the Eagles. They look at that as a win. They don't look at it as, you know, oh, he got five yards. They're looking at it, we prevented him from getting 25 yards. And so they, they've just been a, a great pair yeah. of tacklers in the middle of that defense. And when you have that, I mean, this league, quite honestly, when you think about the San Francisco offense, even the Eagles offense, it's all about catch and run. Yeah. If you can break one tackle, then you, you're, you're running for a long ways there. And the great thing about the Eagles' defense and their linebackers has been that they've been great tacklers throughout the season. And if that continues in this game, then that kind of takes away some of the advantages that the 49ers have with so much explosive, explosiveness in, in their players. When you talk about Kittle and Ayuk and, and Christian McCaffrey and, and Samuel, you know, they just have guys that when they touch the football, it's hard to get them to the ground. And they make big plays because of their ability to break tackles. So who do you think wins this game, Brian? You, you know, I, I really do believe it's going to come. This is a tough one, right? So I, I really exactly right. that it, it, it comes down to the quarterbacks. I believe that the Eagles have the ability to, to put some pressure on Brock Purdy, who's playing in the biggest game of his career and, and on a big stage on the road. And because they're going to get him off the spot, because it'll put some pressure on him, because they're going to make him be patient and not get the big plays down the field, I'll take the Eagles in this one. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I know a little Homer bias in there, but I, I don't blame you. Look, <laughs> a little bit. I, look, I called it. I called it Eagles Bengals Super Bowl, man. Um, for 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 the matchup out in Arizona, I, I want to take it off the field for a second here, Brian. When it comes to the makeup of this Philadelphia Eagles football team, Howie Roseman and the job that he has done, and continuing to be as aggressive as he's been, you know, as the general manager of this football team, as a player, when you go out and see that you guys are bringing in top guys from across the league, does it give you a little bit more of a confidence and an edge and a swagger to say, hey, look, I know we think that we're good, but our GM's got the mentality that we want to be better? Well, just, you just know, this is what you know. When you walk out on that field, and for me it was Donovan and B-Mish and, and, and T.O. and I'm looking at Dawkins on the other side, Trotter and Hughes. I'm sorry, so when you walk out on the field and you're looking around at pro bowlers all around you and great players, playmakers, and, and good, consistent uh, you know, backups and things like that, that gives you a little bit more confidence to go out there and do your job. 
And Howie Roseman, you know, for all of his faults that a lot of people feel, he has done a masterful job of putting talent around a young quarterback, mm-hmm. being able to protect them offensive line-wise. Of course, A.J. Brown is a big, big-time big get in the offseason. But then when you look on the defensive side of the ball, how do you protect a young quarterback? You, you run the football, you pass the football, but you get him a good defense yeah. that's going to get the ball back to him and it's going to give him more bites at the apple. And that's what Howie Roseman has done. And so, you know, you have to give him credit uh, for being able to put the right pieces around a young quarterback and, and make this team viable, not for this this year. You know, and a lot of teams do it. You see that what the Rams did last year, they were just fighting to win that one Super Bowl, right. and then they blow it. They have to blow it up. Howie Roseman has built this thing where it's sustainable for the future, and that's exactly the way to build a football team, to, to be a lasting football team, not just a flash in the pan. What, what are you expecting uh, this weekend? You know, Philly, I've, I've been in a lot of games there. I went up there a couple times. <laughs> in the playoffs over the years, and uh, this game here is huge, okay? They've gone to the Super Bowl now since 2017. They got that win. Do you think it's going to reach those type of heights uh, as uh, the 49ers roll in town? Oh, it definitely will. And, and this is what the Philly fans, you know, they it, it, it's all about what have you done for me lately, right? <laughs> they almost have forgotten about 2017. <laughs> now it's about what can we do this year, 2022, 2023, uh, to win another Super Bowl. And once you get that taste in your mouth, you'll never forget. And so those NFC Championship games are huge. We're playing at home, which is a, a certainly an added uh, benefit for this football team. And, you know, the, the, the link is going to be going crazy. The fans will be going crazy starting today, all weekend long, tailgating in the parking lot. And so it certainly will be an exciting weekend and a great weekend for football. I saw your, your commercial, you, Doc, and uh, Chad. You know, it's a Philly, oh, yeah. it's, it's a Philly thing, huh? Nah, huh? <laughs> it is a Philly thing, man. It is a Philly thing, and that's the way we it, want to make it. Explain, we want to make sure explain, that people, a, look, explain a little bit of the Philly thing. And I tell people when I first rode in town, I saw this billboard, and I could see it was a little kid, like four years old, from a distance. As I got close, I saw that he was flipping off people. <laughs> and at the bottom, it say, at the bottom, it said, "We start them young." I realized what Philly was about then. How do you describe a Philly thing? That's hilarious. Well, it's, it's kind of like that passion, <laughs> that love for the game. It's, it's also that knowledge of the game, but it's us versus you. And we don't care where that's at, how we do that. It's all of us versus you. And, and I know a lot of places you go, they, they have a similar mentality. They think that they do. But it's like that all year round. It's not just in football season. It's in basketball season and baseball season. It is a Philly thing. It is a thing that, you know, we're going to tailgate all night long and then wake up in the morning and then drive to the, to the game and tailgate inside the game and, you know, all those <laughs> different types of things. And so there is that passion. There's that drive to win. Um, and it starts with the fans and it certainly uh, trickles onto the football field and, and, and the players feel it as well. All right, my man. Appreciate talking to you, right. B. All right, Bree. All right, Take guys. care, man. Take care. All Keep right. killing it off the field too, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right, man. That's Brian Westbrook. Wow. Just joining us, uh, giving us a little time just now. And uh, both of those guys, Navarro and Brian, played at a high level, and they understand terrific football. I think it's going to be a a very good game. You know what? I don't know exactly how either of these games are going to go, but I'm looking for one of those that you look at and you go, hey, they were throwing haymakers all day. And if I can see that, they hit on defense, do some stuff on offense, and they could get me back and forth, that would be exciting. Because I don't want to see a game blown out early. I want to see it fight all the way down to the end. I'll take us a quick break. We'll be back. And uh, you know what? Let's just, uh, let's just break, talk a little bit more about this Bengal Chiefs, get a little bit more of the things going. But then who will be the next guaranteed contract guy?
Hmm. You know what? We've been talking a lot about this. We, people this. like to say that you know, the CBA, NBA, uh, MLB, uh, the, look at basketball. They have guaranteed contracts. You act as if they're in the C- CBA. They're not in the CBA. We'll talk about how they got there, and will it start to happen more in the NFL? This is B. Mitchell Finley with Linnell Willingham. We'll be back. Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. And B. Mitchell Finley is also presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Now, look, I'm looking at a little film, right? A little clip from practice over there in Kansas City. And I don't think Mahomes is limping as much as he did before. He doesn't seem like a 100%, but he seems way better than he was in that game as it ended <clears> on, um, on, 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 what, last Sunday? So I don't I, see him I'm limping just, at all. Yeah, he seems cool. So we're going to see what happens. Um, you don't want to get hit on it again? Of course. Will he be very leery of it? I think I'm annoyed by this. By what? We're covering Patrick Mahomes' ankle like we're covering man landing on the moon for the first time. Who cares? If he's going to play, he's going to play. If he's not, he's not. I don't want to hear anything about the ankle if they lose. This is a statement game for Joey Beansborough. It, here's it's why. a statement game for him, but how can you sit here have a starting quarterback as yeah. good as he and think nobody's going to not talk about that. There's other things to talk about. What about the linebackers on 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 watch well, the NFC Championship? Well, yeah, I guess it is a quarterback. Don't nobody care discussion. about the What are the, the receiving cores of both they of these teams? They care about the what about quarterback. Kelsey versus Jamar Chase. But, but if, or the if, offensive if you, defensive you line. You want to be a contrarian, you could be one. But I don't think even you mm-hmm. go into a game and not be concerned about the quarterback play. I would be, but you know me, I'm a, I'm a trench warrior, man. No, I think you like to say stuff outside to get a rise, but a you ultimately know. Okay, Joe Burrow had a sprained ankle today. You don't think that, that matters? We would talk about it. I'm just annoyed by how much coverage is getting. You can't turn on the damn TV without saying, without hearing about his ankle. Does he do sports radio or does he do just, like, ignorant it's radio? It's the championships. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I understand. I, I think, like, championship weekend. Sometimes, and... sometimes I hear you say some stuff. Yeah. And... I can't believe you believe half the stuff you say. I believe everything I say, B. That's like you going trust, because, trust because believe. it's like one day you say something on one side, two weeks later you say it on the other side because that's what's going that day. The information may have changed. I may have gotten uh, more no, information, no, more no, data. No, 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 listen, So bro, my analysis no, changes, Brian. I don't care if it's 1922 <laughs> or 2023. Uh-huh. If a, the starting quarterback that's a badass is, is, has any injury, that will be discussed. We're going to talk about it, but look. Yo, I don't Linnell, think it's going to have that like big of an impact. talking about a boxing match and avoiding the point that one of the boxers hurt their hand, bro. The quarterback is the most vital First of piece all, Jeff, of each team, I'm going to do my bro. Brian Mitchell presentation. I'm about to pick five holes in your argument. First of all, boxing is not a team sport. So, of course, if one That's man's hand is hurt, right it's going to affect the result of the fight. Do you, know, what a, you know a, a, a boxer's corner is his team, right? He doesn't know that. Oh, now, now I don't know that. You don't. Boxing is an individual sport. It might be individual, but if somebody okay. hurt, that don't got nothing Floyd to do with, the, cor- Floyd with who's in the corner. Floyd Mayweather preparing for, let's say he was going for his, his championship fight, mm-hmm. and his main corner man, something happens, and he can't be in that corner that evening. You don't think that's going to affect him at all? Of course it's going to affect so, him. So, so what I'm saying is this is a, a sport where you – might live on a different planet where you don't understand the importance of the quarterback position. You know I but do. But everybody, the NFL, and everybody around the NFL, they are going to 
promote and discuss the league. Like you were talking about how like by LeBron the other day. The GOAT. Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Did you agree with Charles when he said this? They had a record as bad as the Wizards. He said, why the hell are we talking about the Lakers? We don't talk about the Washington Wizards all the time because they're horrible. Why do they talk <laughs> about the Lakers? It's very true. Because a certain level of player is on them. So Look, I get all that. So, so at this point right now, we're going to talk about that ankle until – he wins. Until the game. cows come home, I get it. We got to cover it like it's like it's the damn like, like it's like it's. Nah, I don't but know. you you could uh, just walk off the air and go talk to somebody about the trucks outside. Uh, you could talk be about as entertaining. Or, it, well, this is entertaining. Rod, Rod in DC has a personal message for me, and I if Let's this, talk if to this Rod. is the Rod, Rod that come I on, think Rod. it is. What's up, Rod? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, B. Mitch, you actually my cousin too. My last name is Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> what up, cuz? He spells your one L at the end now. I gotta tell you. Uh, and yesterday was my first time actually hearing the term. But Lunell, you are for sure 100 percent a shock jock. What does like, that mean, Rod? What does that mean? Terrible. What Beamish just said. You say things to get a rise out of people, and you're on the radio, so you're a jock. But you want to get a response out of people, and when when people get that, give you that response that you're looking for. It lights up your world. You're a shock jock for real, bro. You know everybody cares about Pat Mahomes' ankle. We all do. The spread is one point. If his ankle is it, it was it was 100%, if he was healthy, I'm pretty sure the spread would be a little bit higher. Okay, so you care it's about not, it because of the gambling aspect of it. Not from a No, no, no. I, no, I really care. I don't, I don't even gamble, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather not lose my money. I'd rather spend it on beer and good food. And <laughs> no, I, feel, like, I feel that. But, um, no, uh, I care because I want to see the best play the best at their best. Like, if we got a banged up Pat Mahomes, then you you know the game isn't really what we what we know it could be. Um, I, yeah, I man, you're a shock job. <laughs> Pre- appreciate the call, Rod. Good, Good call, Rod. Good call, Rod. <laughs> That's Thanks, insane. Man. Y'all y'all created this monster of me being this shock jock. I just say what I feel and feel what I say. I don't know if you feel you can't feel that. If if you if you Be, are, I'm, I am genuinely annoyed if, by all the Patrick Mahomes coverage. But if I am. you are on, but the, but the thing about it, you're genuinely annoyed by the Patrick Mahomes coverage. But right before we went on air, you want me to talk about the people that's gonna get paid next year? Yeah, you a, think anybody? I think I give a damn about that right now. Coming up to this weekend, I care about the championship games. I care about the Super Bowl that's gonna be coming two weeks after that. When all that's over, then I'll talk about the people that's gonna get possibly get paid. You know what I mean? I get it, but I look. It but, is what it is, though. He, he's gonna play. Well, it's, he's not gonna be limited to the we, point where it's drastically thing, affecting if, them. If you're in sports radio, you will realize that the vitally important people of will course. be discussed more than everybody else. I get. That. And if you don't want to discuss them, guess what? Somebody gonna turn to the people that's discussing them. <laughs> Look, <exactly. laughs> so why you why you on this thing from ten to two? Yeah, let's talk discuss. about what's important. <laughs> Lap is in DC. What's up, but Lap? What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Hey, Lunell, man. I'm pulling for you, man, to get your own. Uh, you call him Lunell? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Isn't Lunell the, the the comedian, the, the female comedian? <laughs> that's what y'all called him, Lunell. Oh, that's oh. that's crazy because Lap was about to try to compliment me, Joe, and you cut him hey. off. Which cop called you Lunell too? The other dude before before yeah. Lap. What's up, Lap? 
Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure if I was pronouncing it right, man. Right. My, my it, bad, it, it's bro. Ludell. He's been a comedian it, today. It's, it's, it's not Ludell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. What, what's up, B? <laughs> I, hope my, I hope my people yeah. ain't listening to this. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pulling for you to get your own spot, man. And uh, what, what's what's the guy y'all always cracking on all the time? That's uh on the on the air with y'all. Um, who? he's supposed to be the next Aaron Donald. What's his name? Oh, Jeff. Hey, lap. Hey, lap. Hey, lap. Hey, lap. Hey, lap. Let me tell you something, lap. Hey, bro, you don't call this phone every day and not know my name, bro. We supposed to be people. What, what are you yeah, on, I'm- man? I'm, I'm, look, cause look, I always call 980, so I've been trying to give y'all some love, man, cause I don't like what they doing on the 980 side, so I've been trying to call y'all, so I don't know everybody, you know, I'm still beefing with Landfill, but everybody <laughs> else over there cool, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to show Why are you beefing with Landfill? Cause Landfill curried me, man, and I ain't never get my apology. I'm a long time <laughs> caller, I've been calling for years, and he told me I was the worst caller, so I felt some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So Landfill may or may not have said Lap is the worst caller. Landfill, is this yeah, is the truth? Was, any truth to this? I have no memory of it, but it's entirely possible I did. <laughs> it's a t- I'm about to say if if you know anything about Jim, Mullen, it was a, it was a joke, man. It was a joke. No way! I was giving I was giving him a compliment and he carried me. So you know I always show everybody love, man. Don't do me like that. But it's all good. That was last year. We good now, landfill. Alright, we good. Yeah. Hey, but, like, we appreciate but, but the I'm, call, I'm man. Oh yeah, definitely, fellas, man. Keep up the good work, man. All right, man. Appreciate you. Wow. There's a lot to unpack from that. First of all, super producer Jim Mullins. Hey, if he could, if, if we, if we had, if if this show was on video. He the CBSO. I'm sure he'll be the star. What did you say? He, he the CBSO. CBSO. The chief BS operator. <laughs> well, there it is. Well, there it is. He just cuts to it. Get it out the way. Cut to it and get it out the way. That's. The, the, I want to go back to. I want to go back to the ankle conversation because I want to clear my name here because now people are tweeting at me talking about some. You got what Linnell. you wanted. You got this. I don't crave you, this. You got what you I wanted. I don't crave listen, this. Listen to me. I don't need if this. If you say stuff, I don't need this. I and got then two people, jobs. Then people say something to you, and then you go to the air to discuss what they said to you. That's what you wanted. Well, yeah. I, of course, I understand that we got to talk about. I had a guy about. hit me yesterday. Mm-hmm. He he follows nobody. He has no followers. He tweeted as all show. No, not not not, not that guy. Somebody else. This guy didn't have a picture or anything. I didn't know. Well, those are the worst kind. He didn't even have a name, and he said, "Man, let the little let the young dude say something sometimes." And I just said, "Erase." I didn't respond to him. You know, hey, uh, tell, tell me who that is. I, I'll give him his first follow. He, he didn't have a name because uh-huh. I, I could give a damn what he's saying. Right. Because like you know, I felt that that that. We were talking about the NIL the stuff. The NIL right? thing you threw out there, you were so you were so screwed on that. You should have read that a little bit more, bro. Man, look, because like the stuff you were saying was you you did not know you got to know you got to know vital parts. You have to know what the rookie salary cap is to be able to do that one. But you know, yeah, we'll continue talking about it because we were supposed to be talking about this now. The the next dude to get the big money contract in the NFL. Yeah, we want to talk about that one. I, I really want to talk about that. Mark Ross of NFL.com wrote an article of the ten dudes set to get big money contract in free agency this year. We're not so, worried about that. We're gonna worry about Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow is one of the dudes that's on the list. That's, that's the dude. That's a. We're gonna talk about that. How he gonna get that thing? You know what I mean? The other little guys. Look, but we will get them later. There's some other good quarterbacks on this list right, too. Let's take a break here. When we get back, we'll. We're going to go down Shock Jock Land. This is B-Mix of Philly <laughs> with the Shock Jock. 
Linnell Willingham. We'll be back. Be Mr. Finley. It's Vodka Red Bull Friday here on 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham in for J.P. Finley. A resident kick return specialist right next to me. Quarterback. What, what, what else did you do? And Vodka Red Bull Friday is powered by Scotty's Vodka, man. Is it? Yeah, it's Maryland made. Amazingly what? Smooth. All right. Come on, And man. love throughout where? The DM. There you go. All right. Well, you said you wanted to go to Shock Jock, Phil, so buckle up. It's time to do it. This is... I want to. I want to go back to what we were discussing. After yesterday. Shock Jockville, it will be asked be Mitch anything. That will be coming up at one o'clock. <laughs> get ready for know, it. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. So remember yesterday we were talking about uh, Jason Lock and Forrest's article, and how he was talking about how there is a scarcity of quarterbacks, and, and GMs around the league are worried about it. Uh-huh. This off season, some big time quarterbacks. Well, I don't want to call them big time, but two of them are big time. Set to get. Big-time money. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. uh, who's playing in the AFC Championship for the Bengals. Justin Herbert, uh, who got eliminated in round one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts could potentially get new money this offseason. Yeah. Daniel Jones, based off of them not picking up his fifth-year option, going to get paid this offseason. And Geno Smith in Seattle uh, is going to get paid. The argument that I wanted to make, and it's really not even an argument, It's I just think it's if the players are really serious about their empowerment, and getting exactly what they're worth. This is the offseason. Based on the guys who were up for new money, this is the offseason where the players should band together and say, hey, look, no more non-fully guaranteed contracts. We saw the money that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland with the Browns. Mm -hmm. He damn sure didn't deserve it. The guys that are up for new money, Herbert, Hurts, Burrow, all can make the argument that they are going to be future Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So at this point in time, with Lamar fighting for his money, yeah. they all should band together and say, hey, look, we're not going to play. We're not going to sign. I'm not going to show up to the offseason workouts until I get a fully guaranteed contract. And the type of money that Watson got, we're talking $200 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. $220 million guaranteed. Now, what you're talking about here, I'm I'm all on that, okay? Because I, I watched uh, the pivot where D. Smith was yeah. on it because – you know, everybody and their mom like to go around saying that uh, Major League Baseball and the CBA, they have guaranteed contracts. Right. And NBA, but they don't. Right. Uh, what it was, free agents, just like you're talking about, they band together and say they're not playing unless the money is guaranteed. Because let's be real, the ownership, they got guaranteed contracts. <laughs> they have yep. guaranteed money coming in. You know, and that, that 300 and something million that every team gets, that's guaranteed because you have those bodies out there playing on the field. Right. And the thing of it, he, D. Smith talked about when Kirk Cousins signed the first fully guaranteed contract mm-hmm. in the NFL, that was $80-something million. About it, yeah. Uh, then he watched guys that were coming behind him that were future Hall of Famers, yeah. and they didn't take a guaranteed contract. But if everyone, starting with the quarterbacks, the one that they seem to treat differently than every other position, yeah. if those guys started saying, we are going, to, we play for fully guaranteed, they can get it because let's be real. This league, everything that they do, they start off with the quarterback first. Yep. They claim they wouldn't give, that no other position should make $30 million. How much money is Aaron Donald making right now? Because Aaron Donald demanded. Now I said echelon in his position. I said this, and I believe this, mm-hmm. and I know if an agent get, you're not gonna like it, but I think agents work hand in hand with the league sometimes. They do because if the guaranteed contracts start popping up, 
less do I need to use you. If the, the, the money is slotted now, and what they do is, hey, man, this is a big deal. You should go sign this. But if you're promoting your league off of me, and then after on the heels of the DeMar Hamlin thing, where mm-hmm. if he had gotten hurt at that moment, the kid didn't even have lifetime lifetime insurance. Come on, man. So I think it's a point now where <laughs> players do have the power. With the Joe Burrows coming up, with the Josh uh, Her- the, 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 the Herberts coming up, mm-hmm. with Pat Mahomes looming, all those different things, they have a, a great opportunity right now to say, hey, we're going to be like every other damn league. Got to. And the thing about it is the way that the money has changed. So Kirk Cousins signed his fully guaranteed deal was three years, $84 million fully guaranteed. That was in March of 2018. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, this past spring, five years, $230 million guaranteed. You know who got mad? Who got mad? Every owner. Yeah. Because they, just like they all play that game. That owner knew he had to do something drastic to make sure he get the rights and get, get the, the Sean Watson there. All the other owners got mad because they were like, oh, man, other people going to want that. What does that sound like? What we discussed earlier. Collusion once Collusion. again. And I think ultimately the players. And the NFLPA may have a case. The players that. have to fight and stand by each other. As I said many a times, getting a higher salary that's not guaranteed is really. Don't mean none. They don't mean the, the as guarantees much. guarantees money. Man. But if I get some guaranteed money and I get some some lifetime insurance and things of that nature, those things should be stuff you fight for at all costs. For like like incentives and things of that nature. Oh, hell yeah. Those type of things. Things that are going to, because when you play this game of football, when you leave it, it's stuff that may not be rearing its head at that moment. But give it some years, it will start to rear its head. Like an injury or something yeah, like that. Yeah, those little things that last for lifetimes, and I think you need to have those things protected. This is why I was glad we got your that perspective. That is what people need to fight for. Bro. I didn't realize, because I've never seen a standard NFL contract. Is it on the player or the agent to ask for these things? Because I think the Lamar Jackson situation is interesting, and it goes to what you're saying. Lamar's mom is negotiating for him. Mm-hmm. They offered him $133 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. The agent would have told Lamar to, hey, take that deal. Because like you said, the agent wants to maintain his relationship with these franchises because Lamar's not his only client. Mm-hmm. You know, they represent yeah, other yeah. people around the league. So I feel like Lamar in his situation, because he's not dealing with the agent, it's up to Lamar to me to set the precedent. I think It's I, on him. I think it's a lot of people that can set that precedent. But ultimately, as I, I, I made this statement on these airways and many airways for a long time. What players have to realize is you don't work for that agent. He works for you. Right. And if you don't like something, then you go and you ask questions. And if you don't trust him 100%, you have somebody check him. Like John Thompson, I used to work with him, and John Thompson told me straight up, he said, you don't have one person handling all your finances. You better have somebody checking those people. Right. You know, because that's how you're going to have checks and balances. If one person is handling, they cut deals with somebody else on you. You even but know. you got to figure out a way because ultimately, if you come to me and I say no, I if I know I'm better than that quarterback over there, right. and you're telling me to accept something that's less than somebody else, I'm wondering. I'll be wondering what the hell are you? What, what kind of deal you got going? Yeah. So just like a lot of things that you fight for in this league, you know, like when Hamlin got hurt, that trauma unit and all that specialists that were there, there were people that fought before before that happened right. for that to happen. Right. So guys coming up now have to learn to stop fighting for just right now for you. Fight for the future of whatever is going to be coming. As somebody that's a young person and, and 
doesn't have, isn't as wise as you and don't have the perspective that you have on life, it's hard to think that far ahead, B. It really is. It may be it's that cha- hard it's to a think true far, challenge. But, but the question I would ask is you're 25 right now. Yep. You will be 30 one day, right? God willing, right? You will be 35 one day, probably, hopefully. Yeah. And if you're 25 and then you're 30, you're 35, and you're no longer doing the job you were doing, and the job that you were doing had, can have injuries that's going to be affecting you at 35, do you not think that today I should set up something for them? Makes sense. Because let's, 100%. let's be real, I give you all your money today Maybe and tell you to go buy your own insurance, you probably won't do that. You know why? Because you can't see past today. Exactly. So just learn to fight for a little bit more that may, it may not be helping you today, but it's going to help somebody and yourself later. It's bigger issues. Because I, I get that. Even with the whole life insurance thing, they don't teach us that in school. Think about that. They don't like teach us that in school, but there are a lot of there were a lot of uh, veteran players that have taught me, and I listened to a lot of veteran. I, I was trying to teach a lot of players. Some guys don't. I had guys tell me when I was telling them to put money in the four hundred one k. Why would I do that? Why would I get you know, man, I go buy check. me some rims. Well, you go buy the rims, and you walk out of the damn store. Those rims just dropped in value. But that four hundred one k, when you putting some money in it, they giving you some money that they don't give you if you don't put your money in it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's it's just. They don't teach me that in school, but when somebody tells you something that makes sense, they don't want to listen to it. You got to learn to listen to stuff. All right, let's take us a break here. When we get back, it's time to ask B. Mitch anything. 1-800-636-1067. Ask the questions. I will give you my answers. Well, I don't care what kind of question it is. Let's just go with it. 100%. 800-636-1067.